Welcome to the Circadia Divinity College Chapel Podcast. I am Stuart Blythe, a member of the faculty ADC and the Dean of Chapel. Here, you'll get a chance to hear perceptive and powerful sermons which were delivered by staff, faculty, students, alumni and guests as part of our weekly Wednesday Chapel services. It's nice to be here. Thank you everyone for coming in person. This is a real privilege. I know it's difficult sort of nowadays to be able to do stuff like this. And this is awesome that you're all here. So thank you. And to everyone joining online as well. Thank you very much for for coming. Uh, Especially support from a few um, people I wasn't maybe expecting my my old army buddies and and Air Force buddies tuning in. I I appreciate that very much. It's uh, it's, it's great. I, w- I wish you were here in person as well. It'll be good to see you. But uh, one day again, one day again. My name is Siobhan. It's difficult to spell. But once you get the hang of it, once you get the hang of it, it's, it's not too bad. I'm a student here, uh, final semester of my BTH, all going well. You know, just a couple more assignments, but I think I'm on track. I think I'm on track to graduate in a few weeks here. And I'm also the pastor of care at New Minus Baptist Church. Which is, uh, which is just down the road from here. So it's very nice, and um, uh, let's, let's begin. We're, we're diving right into Ecclesiastes this morning, or this afternoon, I suppose now. Ecclesiastes starts off, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does a man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north and around and around goes the wind and on its circuits the winds return. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has already been in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of latter things yet to be among those who come after. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem and applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy task that God has given to the children of men to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun. And behold, all is vanity and a chasing after the wind. A tale from ancient India. Four royal brothers all decided to master a special ability. They worked at it, they toiled and toiled. They went their separate ways. They spent a lot of time. They developed their skills and then they came back together. The first one, the first one, he said, I, I can take a bone of any creature and I can put the flesh that goes on that bone. The second one 
said, I can take the bone and the flesh and I can create the skin and the hair that goes on that bone. The third one said, I can take the bone and the flesh and the skin and the hair and I can create the rest of the limbs to make that creature. Uh, but the fourth said, I, he, can, he can do so much more. He could breathe life into that creature once its form is complete. So these four brothers, they wanted to see if, if they could actually do this. They went out into the jungle and the bone they found was a lion's. And they took this bone and the first one, he put the flesh around the bone and the second one put the skin and the hair. The third one created the rest of the lion and the fourth breathed life into it. And the lion got up, shook its mane, and then it killed them. <laughs> All of them. It, it was a lion. It killed them and then it just left. It went off into the jungle. All of that work, all of that toil, everything they did, all of their skills, all of their gifts, all of their talents, all of it was for nothing. Do you know what I miss? I miss two years ago during this pandemic when we were all taking home our tomatoes and spraying them with Lysol. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's really bad for tomatoes. That's what I learned. Don't spray chemicals on fruit. That's, that's, that's bad. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but it, it seems like we've, we've had to learn and go through so many meaningless difficulties during this pandemic that it's hard just to keep track of, of all the things that we've been up to. What stage are we at now in this pandemic? We look to Ecclesiastes that, that I read here. We look to Ecclesiastes in times of trouble because it resonates with us a little bit more. Verse 7 says, all streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. It doesn't matter what comes next. What happens next will end in the sea. We are pulled into that sea from our streams. We are all swimming in that sea of futility right now. I can feel it. You can feel it. There's certainly turmoil. Verse 9 tells us what has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Well, I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe, maybe there is something new under the sun that we can look at. I want to take a look at that today. So in some of the classes, it's listed in the syllabus that we need to have our cameras turned on for Zoom. And we do what we can. I know there's constraints, different things happen to people. Maybe they're sick, maybe they have terrible internet. Uh, maybe they're just trying to work with what they have, but we do what we can. In other classes though, there appears to be this looming choice that most people have. What we contend with for most of us is this crossroads of turning your camera on or off. There are two options, turn your camera on or turn your camera off. Option one or option two. First, I wanna have a look at option number one, the camera on option. 
How much time do you spend looking at yourself in that Zoom window? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about Zoom fatigue? That Zoom fatigue, there's some research that people are worn out from looking at themselves in some sort of broken mirror type situation. There's anxiety, self-consciousness, and vanity. Verse 2, vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Do you really think you should be looking at yourself that much in your Zoom window? Who's looking at themselves right now? What does it mean? What does it mean here when we say vanity? What does it mean? It's Hevel. Hevel is the Hebrew word for vanity. Hevel, it translates as meaninglessness, absurdity, emptiness, incongruity, and uselessness. Don't you think it's strange that if you have your camera on, it can lead to vanity? A word we come to mean excessive pride or an admiration of one's own appearance, especially when considered against the biblical definition of vanity. That meaninglessness, absurdity, emptiness, incongruity, uselessness, it's all futile. Verse 7, all streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. The decision to turn your camera on puts you in the camera on stream. It all leads to the sea of futility. The camera on stream predisposes you to pride. Did I break it? Did I break it? Should I? Is there anyone there? Yeah, they can still see you. You just can't see that. Okay, I can't see you, everyone online. We're still there. Maybe some technical difficulties. I'll. Um, I thought maybe it was because of the hard time I was giving you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Stay tuned. So the camera on stream, it predisposes you to pride and vanity. It is your futile downfall. All right. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe option one is not looking so good. Can we do option number two? We do option number two. Let's turn your camera off. I don't, I don't want to be susceptible to pride as my futile downfall. But turn the camera off. That's a better choice. Okay. So you've decided to cut yourself off from embodied connection. Verse 10 says, is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has already been in the ages of the people before us. But turning your camera off, that's, that's a new thing, right? Yes, but it's the same problem since the beginning. It's that turning your face away. Do you see, there's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes, it's in the Old Testament. It's where we hear over and over about the Israelite people turning their face away. It's the language and imagery used of that disengagement 
with God. I want, I want you to picture something with me. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, and don't worry, I'll tell you when to open them back up. And people online, too, if you want to just close your eyes and picture this with me, and I'll let you know when to open them. You're in a room. It's dark, completely dark all around. But then you can see there's, there's just a little bit of light. It's not from a window, but from a torch on a, on a wall. You can see the faint flame flicker. It's a stone wall. You're in a stone room. You can see where the light touches, which isn't far, but you can see that you're underground. It smells damp and stale. It's a dungeon. You are in a dungeon. You see a metal gate to the side. It's small and beside it's buried into the wall. Behind it, it's just darkness, but you're pushed forward toward that gate and thrown inside. The light is taken away and the gate is locked behind you. There is nothing but darkness. You can open your eyes again now. Why does it feel so bad to think about that reality? What is it that, that makes the thought of a dungeon so scary? It's the cutting off from others. Is, is that the option you want? This option to the separation? The stream of camera off leads to separation from each other and from God. These two options that, that we consider here, the turn it on or, or turn it off, one leads to pride as the futile downfall, or turn it off and live cut off from humanity who were created in the image of God. I don't, I don't know what to choose. I, I don't, I'll, I'll, turn, I'll turn the camera on, I suppose. Maybe that's the better option. But then in verse 8, we see all things are wearisome. More than one can express. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. The ear is not satisfied with seeing. So it doesn't even matter. It still won't satisfy. Verse 9, what has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is this why we keep fighting? There are two choices that we're looking at here. On or off, all streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. Because everything is meaningless, right? Everything is futile and empty. There is no satisfaction. Hevel, hevel, remember that hevel, that meaninglessness, the incongruity, the futility, absurdity, emptiness, uselessness. 
It's strange, isn't it, that this book, Ecclesiastes, is included in the canon. Do you want me to stand here and tell you that everything is meaningless? No. No, you probably don't. But God wants you to show you this. It's in his revealed word. And so we need to look to God to ask him why. Why is it he wants to show us that everything under the sun is meaningless? We should ask him why. The book Ecclesiastes is attributed to the wisdom literature of Solomon. Now, naturally, there is some discussion about authorship. Was it Solomon or someone else? Who is the preacher? Is it a first person or a third person narrative? Yes, there are questions. But whether it's Solomon or someone else, this person was searching for answers in what turned out to be vanity. It was all just chasing after the wind, as it says in verse 14. Searching for satisfaction where it can't be found. We are in the streams flowing to the sea. We argue about everything. About cameras and Zoom. About vaccines and masks and mandates. And truckers. You must navigate these things as best as you can, but we can't focus on the stream. We must seek the living water of Christ. If you focus on the changeable and the impermanent, life will be incredibly frustrating. It's like chasing the wind. Maybe that's why we keep fighting each other. Maybe we're all just chasing the wind. We end up losing our sight on Christ and then we fight. When we focus on the Zoom cameras and all the other things brought out in this pandemic, we see the emptiness of the stream that we are living in. God is the permanent and the unchanging. Is he not the rock upon which I stand? Upon which you stand? Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he came to address this type of pain about the changeable and the impermanent. It's why the rest has such a feeling of futility about it, that meaninglessness and incongruity. Jesus came for this. He came for the pain. He came for this pandemic, for the constant fear of death, for the fighting and for the division, for trying to pick one option over another option as if they were our only choices. It's only when you see the futility that your eyes can be lifted towards the heavenly things. Look at the world and see that everything is heaven. Let's focus our eyes completely on Christ and lay everything else down. Because Jesus came to take all of it. He asked that we come to him, to the foot of the cross, and turn to him alone. Repent laying down all, everything, every side and opinion about this pandemic, and just lay it down at the foot of the cross and trust him. As your Lord and Savior is the one who is able to lift you up out of that stream. When we look to the meaninglessness and the futile, the emptiness, the incongruity, the uselessness, we will feel the pain and separation from God. But when we seek God, we no longer put our hope in the vanity of vanities. 
The Apostle Paul, he reminds us that the whole of creation was subject to vanity or futility as a result of the entrance of sin. Romans 8.2, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, named their second son Abel, which means vanity or vapor. It was taken in just senseless violence. A theologian from the 1800s, this well-respected preacher, author, and evangelist, Charles Bridges, he said this of Ecclesiastes. We are permitted to taste the bitter wormwood of earthly streams in order that standing by the heavenly fountain, we may point our fellow sinners to the world of vanity that we have left and to the surpassing glory and the delights of the world that we have newly found. The Apostle Paul, he goes on to say, Romans 8, 20, and then 21, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Throughout time, God directs us to see the futility of the world and to look to him alone. You must know Christ. Him crucified, died, buried on a tomb, rising on the third day as the sinless savior, the once and for all atoning sacrifice on the cross, as the one who took all of our sin, and paid its penalty in full. When he paid it in full with his death, he rose again victorious from the grave, and he conquered the vanity of vanities, the meaninglessness of everything under the sun. Christ rose and conquered the vanity of vanities. When you look upon Christ, you will find that the vanity of vanities just slips away. There is joy everlasting that there will be in him one day no more dying. No more pain. No more fighting. No more incongruous choices. We are to look to Christ alone for our hope, our salvation, our love, and our joy. Let your choices be an overflow of the love you have for God and the love you have for each other and just release the rest to the sea. You look to Christ alone, release the rest to the sea and you will find that life is no longer heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this Acadia Divinity College Chapel Podcast. You can follow us on social media. Discover more on our website at acadiadiv.ca or join us for chapel on a Wednesday.